You are listening to the Grow Your Local Business podcast, where local marketing expert and life coach Leslie Presnell shares the strategies and the mindset to help you reach more people in your city and bring in a steady stream of clients. All right, let's dive in. Hey, welcome to episode 52. Today's a special episode. We are celebrating my one-year birthday of the Grow Your Local Business podcast. So I wanted to do something fun and a little different. I decided to open up today's podcast to you and let you send in questions and ask me literally anything about growing your local business. I wanted this to be your chance to pick my brain. And I got to be honest with a lot of the questions that were submitted, I was like, I can do a whole episode on this. So it might be hard for me to kind of condense down my answers and keep them short and sweet, but I'm going to do my best. And I'm definitely going to keep all the questions handy in case I do decide to do full episodes on them later, like in year two of podcasting. So here's one quick thing I do want to say about podcasting for an entire year. First, I just want to say thank you to you for listening and thank you for emailing me and DMing me about your favorite episode throughout the year or things that you learned or accomplished just from listening to the podcast. I screenshot every single comment, DM, message, all of it. It makes my day, it makes my month, it makes my year to see how much value you have gotten from the podcast. I had no idea what I was getting into last year when I created the show. I was so scared that I couldn't come up with topics every week. I was scared I would run out of ideas. I was scared that you would think I was trying to be someone I'm not. I was scared that the mindset and the coaching element wouldn't resonate with you. And luckily, it totally has. But my point is, is I was scared. I was intimidated. I had major imposter syndrome when getting started. So if there is something in your business that you want to do or try and you're just scared, just get started. Do it scared. Let yourself be scared. Let yourself know that if you are scared, if you are intimidated, that means you're doing it right. It means you're growing. And when it comes to creating content and post for social media week after week and just always having ideas, know that you always have more to say. You are the expert. Your audience wants to hear every little ounce of anything in your brain. Even if you think it's insignificant, even if you don't think anyone else will find it valuable or interesting, I promise you will help someone. And it is worth you sharing and posting and creating to help just one person. I may create a lot of content that not everyone resonates with. I'm not for everyone, neither are you. But if I can record one episode and it helps one person, then that's enough for me. That's enough to get me back up and go again the next week and just keep going. So just know that what you have to share and teach, it matters. It's useful and it's valuable. And you will never run out of ideas. You have so much to give and a million ways to say one thing. So just keep showing up, keep creating, keep posting. That's the main thing that I've learned this year, that I always have more to give and more to share and more to mine my brain for, even when I wake up and I feel like I have nothing else to say. 
it's there. Like just keep digging for it and know that any little gem is totally worth sharing. All right, so let's dive into some questions that you submitted today. I'm going to share four questions, and these are all things that you wrote in asking. And let me also say, just to clarify real quick, I have been in programs before over the years where the coach or instructor does live coaching calls or live Q&A calls. And it's when their clients write in their questions, and then the expert or coach shares their answers like this on the call. And I want you to know that what we're doing on this episode is that, but it is not like what we do inside the Localpreneur Academy. That's not what our coaching calls are like every week. On our coaching calls, we can see each other. We can talk back and forth and actually have a two-way conversation and really dig into your questions and what you need help with. So I just wanted to clarify that because I do get that question a lot on what's it like on our weekly coaching calls. Like, do you submit your questions like this, like we're doing in this episode, or do we actually have a conversation back and forth? And so it is the latter. This is just something completely different than I've ever done. And I just want to try it out. I thought it could be really fun for you to just send in your questions and just get all the advice that you want from me today. All right. So question number one is from Devin. And she asked, how are you planning your maternity leave as a business owner? And that's a really good question. And I will say I am really lucky that my coach and some of my peers have recently had babies and I've been able to watch them and learn from them as I plan my own maternity leave in early 2024. But as a business owner, it's a whole other ball game because we do have to actually plan. We can't just take off for months at a time. But this is of course my first rodeo, so I may not even get it right. And I'm also giving myself grace and letting myself be totally wrong and just learn from this whole experience. But I really only have two concerns during maternity leave, and that is making sure my clients are getting taken care of and making sure that I'm still marketing and bringing in more clients. I don't want anyone in my audience or in my programs to miss a beat while I'm on maternity leave. So of course, as business owners, we have a million things and ideas on our to-do list at all times, but I'm literally putting everything on hold except for those two things, marketing and clients. Those are the only two things that I am worried about while I'm gone. So our baby is due at the end of February, 2024. So I'm gonna use the last three months of this year to prep as much as I can for my marketing content, my emails, my podcast, social media posts. If you are someone who is planning on taking a maternity leave or one day will, let it be easy where you can. There's a good chance that you have a lot of content that you can reuse and repost while you're gone. I'm going to do the same. I've created so much content over the years. So that's what I'm going to start with, with reusing and repurposing. And then I will create new content and fill in where I need to. So I'm also going to pre-record all of my podcast. My goal is to be 
six weeks ahead. Um, I'm also going to have a coach who can fill in for me inside of the Localpreneur Academy for a couple weeks. So for you, is there someone that you could hire or contract out for a limited time to help you and to keep supporting your clients while you're on maternity leave. So for me, I'm going to be back like coaching my clients just after a couple weeks. And I know my business is likely very different from yours. I have a one hour a week coaching call with my clients and it's on a computer screen. So I know that I may be a little bit more flexible, but it is okay for you to book your clients further out. Like give yourself how much time you need or plan the best you can, but go ahead and get your clients on your calendar for when you do come back, or even refer them to someone else while you're out. So it's really important that you have trust that your clients will wait for you, and that they will come back for you. Remind yourself of all the reasons that they work with you in the first place, and why they're willing to stick around and come back even after your maternity leave. All right, so question number two is from Amy. She asked, how do you decide on your pricing? People will ask about my price, but then not respond after I tell them. Do you have any tips on how to decide a price that people are willing to pay? So pricing is totally arbitrary. We pick prices really randomly, or some people pick prices based on the industry norms, but there really aren't any rules for how we price ourselves. So we just get to pick what we want to charge. But what I want to offer to you, Amy, is everyone in your audience is going to have a different opinion about your pricing. So, for example, I could offer my program, the Localpreneur Academy, for free. And people still wouldn't take me up on it. Or I could charge a dollar for it and people would tell me no. But I could also offer my program for $5,000 and there would still be people who would tell me yes. So there isn't a right price. There's just the price that you have decided on and you are willing to get out there and commit to selling and commit to learning how to sell. But what I see happen a lot is people will change their pricing. They'll change it constantly based on other people's reactions to it. So when you're constantly lowering or changing your price or discounting, you never really have to learn how to get good at selling at the price that you truly want to sell at, or you never have to really become an expert at talking about the value of what you offer. So I recommend picking a price and then make yourself stick to it for a certain amount of time, whether that's six months or a year, and do not waver from it. No matter how uncomfortable it's going to be, no matter how much you are going to want to change your prices or offer a discount, do not waver from it. Let people tell you no as you experiment more with what you say as you're learning how to sell better. And spend that time selling yourself on why what you offer is worth that price. This is some of the most important work you can do. I have an entire training on this inside the Localpreneur Academy. It's you selling you. Because once you're sold, then you don't doubt it. You don't doubt you. You don't doubt your offer, your service. 
when people tell you no or ghost you. And people will tell you no and ghost you after you tell them the price for the rest of your career. But if you are sold on why it's that price, why you believe in that price and the value you offer, and you know that your best local people are willing and able to pay it, then you will become successful at selling it. There is no one size fits all. There is no price. You can pick that all the people in the world or in your city are willing to pay. Everyone's always going to tell you no, even if you offered something at a dollar or totally free. That's just the crazy part of it. And there are also people that will always tell you yes. Okay, so that's how you know it's never really not the price. It's just the value that you bring and you sharing that value. All right, so question number three is from Vanessa. She said, how do you make time to post on social media? I give my clients 100%, but I always fall short when it comes to posting consistently. I feel like I have no time. All right, Vanessa, (laughs) let me start by saying you are not alone in this at all. Time and consistency is one of the top things that I always coach my clients on. So you are not broken. Nothing has gone wrong. This is totally normal. So I think you asked the question the right way because you said, how do you make time? And truly, that's what you have to do. You have to make the time and find the time to post. Unfortunately, it doesn't just appear in our schedule like we want it to if you're not proactive about it. So I'm a huge fan of time blocking and actually scheduling my task every day at specific times, including posting on social media. So I'm going to give you a couple options. You can make a time block once a month or once a week to create all your content, or even once a quarter if you're feeling (laughs) really ambitious. So you can schedule that time, batch create all these posts, and then they're made and ready to go so you can focus on your clients in your week-to-week and day-to-day working hours. Another option, which is one that I think I actually kind of prefer more personally, but that is to plan ahead what days of the week that you want to post and then add that time block to your schedule for that day. So let's say that you want to post on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You add those time blocks and you schedule time like on Monday that you can write Monday's post. You schedule time on Wednesday that you can sit down and write Wednesday's post or Friday's. This is what I really recommend for people who are just starting out, just want to create that consistency, because I know batch creating a lot of posts at once can be intimidating. Decide for you which one is going to work best for you, creating a lot at once or one at a time. You could also try both. So if you're doing the second option where you just write today's post on the day that you want to publish it, you get to decide how long it's going to take you to write a social media post. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Because if your life depended on it, you could post something in three to five minutes. Or you could take up to an hour or possibly even more. But maybe you decide that you are willing to give yourself a certain amount of time each day or on the days you want to post. Maybe it's 30 minutes. Maybe it's an entire hour. Maybe it's only 10 minutes you have. Decide what time you have and that you're willing to give 
And then you just act like you are taking a standardized test in school. (laughs) And when you sit down to create that post, you get it done within that time frame. This can help you kind of let go of that perfectionism. And again, just trusting that what you put out there is valuable. Even if you're like, this isn't my best work, this isn't great, trusting that your people will still find it valuable. And I think it's also knowing that the two most important things you're ever doing in your business is working with your clients and bringing in more clients. Not that those things have to be split 50-50, but it's worth prioritizing your marketing. So it can be an important reminder that there are only two things you're ever doing in your business. That's working with your clients and bringing in more. And to think of your work days like that, like how are you splitting your time between the two? And then just be curious about what are all the actual hours in your day and how are you spending them? Sometimes we can find little pockets of time if we go looking for it. All right, so our final question number four is from Sarah. She said, what are some strategies for when you feel like your growth has plateaued? And I love this question. And first, I'm just a big fan of getting your actual numbers like revenue on paper so you can see them. Like how much did you make this year compared to last year and the year before that? Like how much has your audience or email list grown or stayed the same year to year? Just get the numbers down on paper so you can see first off if there even is an actual plateau or if you have been growing a little bit each year or even possibly going backwards. But just get it on paper so you can actually know like where you factually are. And then know that there's always something you can do. I tell my clients inside the Local Preneur Academy to go back through the modules, the training, see what they're missing. What part did you not implement yet? Or what can you go back and critique, evaluate, and make even better? I think with a plateau, it's just knowing that there's always something you can do or try. I think it's when we tell ourselves that we're stuck that we tend to stay stuck. So I recommend going all the way through your client journey from the time that people find you to when they come into your world and they book or buy with you and just ask yourself, what else? What else can I do or say or implement to kind of fill the gaps or speed up the process for them working with me? What are all the ways I can go out and find even more people? What have I not done yet. I think approaching a plateau with a sense of curiosity can go a really long way because there are always answers and ideas if you're willing to go in curious like a scientist or a detective and just ask yourself questions. And that's also what I love about my clients being part of the Localpreneur Academy for life, because there will, of course, be times in your business where it feels like a plateau or it feels like you're going backwards. Of course, the growth part is super fun. There's a lot of momentum there. But what about those times where you feel like things are going slow or you feel stuck? That's where it can be so helpful to have a community and a coach who can see things from a totally different perspective and to help get you out of kind of this flatline phase 
and back into the momentum and the motivation and creativity. All right, guys, so those were the four questions today. Let me know how you like this type of episode. We could definitely do more if you enjoy kind of writing in or hearing other things that people are asking. And again, thank you for being part of my podcasting journey this entire year. There's so much more to come. All right, have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, I want to invite you to check out my program, The Localpreneur Bootcamp. This is my coaching program for business owners who are ready to become the local go-to in their industry with a steady stream of clients. You can find more information at lesliepersonal.com and I'll see you inside.